<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. This is n- podcast number two after the classical. I'm joined here by my by my good buddy Bruno. Bruno, how you doing, bro? Ah, uh, it's, uh, it's been a depressing evening, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's been I hear you, man. It's been a bitter pill to swallow for sure. Yeah, it was a tough um, one. Tough one. Especially after your confidence in the last podcast, I was I was yeah. believing it. I was I was joining in on it, and of course the game, which we'll get into. I believed we we could have gotten something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I had brought. the right, I had the right result. It was just the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. That is a good it point. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, this podcast, um, Steph, oh, before I forget to mention, Steph uh, might be joining us in a bit. We're not too sure where he is exactly. He might have he's crawled gone. into a hole. Yeah, he's gone a into like a cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully Steph joins us soon. But if not, then it's just going to be me and Bruno uh, yes, just, you know, talking facts and, you know, doing what we do. Anyways. Yeah. Let me start off by uh, giving you guys the 11 day. Of course, uh, it was uh, the classical Porto against Sporting. Porto ended up winning 2-1 at home. Um, I'll go into the Porto lineup as well. I think that's whatever. Why not? Yeah. They had Iker Casillas in net, Diogo Dalot, Marcano, Filipe, and Maxi Pereira on the defense. They had then in midfield, they had Sergio Oliveira, Hector Herrera, Brahimi, Otavio, and Musa Marega with Sergio, uh, sorry, uh, Paciencia up front. And then Sporting's team, we started with, of course, Rui Patricio and that, Stefan Zistovsky, Sebastian Coates, Jeremy Mathieu, and uh, Fabio Cointrão on defense. In midfield, we had Bataglia with um, William Carvalho, and then Bruno Fernandes on the right, Brian Ruiz a little underneath Dumbia to start at least, Acuña on the left, uh, and then, like I mentioned, Dumbia up front, with uh, substitutions of Rafael Leão, Ruben Ribeiro, and Freddy Montero. Bruno, what are your thoughts of the game? How did you see it play out and uh, all of that good stuff, buddy? Yeah, uh, this was one of those games where um, you can't really – well, I guess you can fault the team, but I think we actually played um, pretty well. Um, And, you know, we missed uh, in the second half. We we just – Montero – uh, who did more than pretty much Dumbia did all game in what, like a minute? He off that free kick. I, I, I was screaming goal, man. I really thought, uh, I really thought it was going in, and Casillas made a great save on it. Um, then Rafael Leon, um, I, I again for sure thought he was gonna bury that one. He didn't. Uh, Brian Ruiz, man, a hell of a game. Um, in my eyes, probably the man of the match, uh, which is uh, probably shocking because he was the least of the players that I was expecting to do so well, but he did. Um, he saved the goal in the first half, hitting it off the line, had the assist to Leon when he came on, um, and got very unlucky on that header off the corner that unfortunately hit the post. Um, and Rafael Leon, um, when he came on, uh, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Uh, when Dumia went down, because I with Dumia there, I don't think we would have really got anything going really offensively. And uh, I w- I wanted to see Liao in the middle of the park, which I did, um, and and he got a goal for us. Um, but ah man, it's just uh, it's it's depressing. It's it's a tough pill to swallow because um, as hopeful as I want to be, I mean they're eight points away from us now. Uh, I just don't think yeah. we can make up that much. Gr- I just don't think there's making up that ground. So, um, tough with, yeah, with that being said, you know, the positives, I guess, coming out of this game, um, one would, uh, you know, we're still in the Europa League and we're still in the Taça de Portugal. We still have those two um, tournaments to to play out for us. Uh, Rafael Leão looks like a stud for the future. So that's always good. And, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts on uh, today's match and uh, a guy that I thought was, you know, going to do a little bit better uh, was Rostovsky. Um, 
I don't think he had that that well of a game today. Um, the second goal uh, kind of messed up. I think he went to go Mark uh, Marega or Pacencia, I forget who it was, and uh, he left Brahimi in the back. And you can't leave a player of that quality all alone in the box because, as you as we all saw today, we know we know he's going to finish that and bury that. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Same uh, with with uh, with you. Um, we we didn't start off well. Um, we had uh, we pushed Bruno Fernandes on the right. We had Brian Cage more to the center, who, like you mentioned, probably the man of the match. I I probably give a man of the match as well. Uh, I mean, I, I was, you know, I'm probably one of Brian Ruiz's big, biggest critics, but I can't fault him today. The effort was there. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, Rafa wouldn't have gotten that ball, um, which is a decent ball to, to Rafa Leon, I, I should say, which mm-hmm. was a decent ball that, that tricked through the defenders. Um, I, I only can judge maybe his defensive out, like his defensive effort. Of course, you know, with him sort of on the wings, we, we missed uh, Jelson a lot. Yeah. Uh, Justin's work rate running back and stuff. Uh, Justin, I think, would have been perfect for this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first goal is, is is just disheartening because, you know, we have three Porto players on the other side of, or, you know, on, on the far post just sort of by themselves. Um, you know, there was no marking there. Like you mentioned, Christofsky could have done better there. I think Aquinha could have tracked back a bit more. Um, I'm seeing the video now. Dumbia was kind of there and just sort of walked away from it rather than covering a man. Uh, the defense let us down again on the second goal where, like you mentioned, Kristofsky was sort of dancing, couldn't, you know, find his feet. Um, before Even before their first goal, uh, Brian Ruiz was there to save our, you know, save our ass, save our behind by uh, clearing the ball off the line. And then in the second half, Bataglia did the same. Um but then, you know, Sporting, we also had our chances. Uh, Montero, like you mentioned, in front of goal. Iker Casillas was was just there to, to save it. Uh, we had another free kick also for Mathieu, which, again, Iker yeah. Casillas was there to save as well. Uh, the, the, the Rafael Leon one as well, where I actually thought he was going to score two. Um, I don't know if he just laced it a bit harder because he was closer to the net. Uh Maybe the ball was just too high for him before then. Yeah. I'm not too sure, but you know, I think he, I think he had time too. If he would have just taken one touch, I think, yeah, I think he I had think enough time. But I, you too. know, a young player, young player. So exactly, you can't fault it's, him. It's, he, exactly, it's the experience will come. Or, exactly, yeah, the experience will definitely come. We also seen him playing up front, which is a which is a positive. Which I hope um, Jarzuj can can realize that this guy he he's he shouldn't be hugging the touchline like he has been the other few games that he's come on he's he's a center forward he should be playing up front um so his exhibition today was very you know very positive on that um one more can i and of course the penalty the potential penalty uh i wanted to have your take on it what do you think do you think it was a penalty or do you think var got that right i think it was a i think if they would have called that a pk it would have been a soft one um, I felt like Dumbia was looking for the PK. I felt like Dumbia could have gotten a shot off, but uh, he went in. I guess there was a little bit of contact, but I don't think I don't think it was enough. Um, I think it would have been a weak PK. I think it honestly would have been a weak PK, and I think Dumbia could have done better. I don't think he should have, you know, tried to get the PK. I think he should have tried to get a shot on goal because it looked like he he had that opportunity. Yeah, I I I I kind of agree that it is soft. But at the same time, uh, I think it's Diego Delot. He 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 makes the tackle, but he doesn't go towards the ball. Dumbia's leg still gets sort of tripped up on his leg. So yeah, I think I personally think that could have been a penalty. I think that it well not could have. I think it should have been a penalty. But I also see the 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 um, you know how how soft also it was, how quick Dumbia was to fall rather than trying to get the shot off. Right. Um, I do see that argument as well. I just personally think it was a penalty, and uh, if if pe- that penalty was given, maybe the outcome would have been different. But um, who knows? But nevertheless, uh, you know. Uh, let me see. Let's. Um, you have anything else to add on the game at all, or? Uh no, man. Um, I think uh, JJ also. I think he. I think he put in Montero a little too late. I felt like Montero should have c- come on sooner, uh, but that's that's about it. 
That's all. That's all. I'll yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Maybe even playing instead of. I'm not saying Ruben Ribeiro did bad or good. I don't think he wasn't. He was okay. I think he was decent. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was maybe a game even for Bruno Cesar to come in and 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 see what he can do. Yeah. Um, Bruno Cesar tends to to score against you know in the bigger occasions. Usually it's Champions League, but. Um, I think Budun Cesar should have been given in the shot, especially to play in midfield while Bataglia was out playing right back. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get into the player ratings. Um, we'll start off with Rui Patricio. What do you give Rui Patricio out of 10? Uh, that first goal. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it was the first goal on the header on the cross. Right. I've I've seen the replay a couple of times, and – he was running, he was running to his right. And I swear if he just stopped, if he took one less step, if he took one less step, he would have had that save, man. Oh, uh, but yeah. you can't really, you can't really fault him. Cause you know, it's a, it's a bang, bang play. Um, so it, it's, it's one of those where it, it's extremely hard for a keeper. Um, but if I had a rate him, I mean, I, I felt like he wasn't really called into action really that, that much in the game. Um, I'd probably give him like a seven, uh, his goal, his kicks weren't, weren't as great as, as they could have been. Uh, so I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to also give him a seven. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, he wasn't really called into action that much. I, I do, I see the first goal now, if he maybe had been more to his other side, he would have yeah. probably gotten that. But again, it's, it's kind of hard to. Like in the moment, in the heat of the moment, to 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 see whether Marcano would probably get that header off or not, or where he would go with it. So, um, but yeah, he didn't. He wasn't necessarily called into action a lot either. So, um, you know, and and not to mention, it could have been worse if Brian Ruiz and also Batagvin didn't save his bacon a few times. But uh, yeah, I agree. I'll give him a seven. Uh, next player, Stefan Ristovsky. I think we'll unanimously agree that he was probably the worst player on the pitch for us. Uh, what yeah. do you give him out of 10? Yeah, um, I'm not going to be too harsh today. So the lowest of my grades will probably be will be a 5, so I'll give him a 5. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, I just don't think he was really prepared for this match. I don't know. It's just, it was just a bad game all around for him. Um, he won a couple of aerial battles, but... Other than that, I mean, the second goal, uh, he was just simply marking the right guy. You know, you got to trust your teammates. Um, and he kind of ran in there for backup, but then he leaves, you know, his whole back line was was wide open for Brahimi. Um, and then, you know, he had slipped, which sucks, but I, I still don't think he would have gotten there anyway. Um, and I, I just don't think he was that – I honestly don't think he was that good. He wasn't one of the players that stood out to me. Um, he had more bad moments than he had good moments this game. So definitely my lowest rated uh, player for today's match. Yeah, I agree. I'm also going to give him a five. I don't think anybody deserves to be more than or less than a five. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's disappointing uh, for me on Rostovsky today was, um, you know, he he's not he, – Pacini is more of – like he'll help out Jelson, but Pacini is more of a defensive fullback, whereas Rostovsky – you expect him to, to to you know use his pace to push the play forward to to really help out his his offensive partner on the right flank to you know like I said push the play forward get some crosses in there wasn't really much of that from Ristovsky today he wasn't doing much defensively he wasn't doing much offensively I know he was maybe offensively it was because he was trying to stick close to Brahimi but again um, he he didn't do enough that second goal. He, I don't know. He's kind of slips, yes, but I think positionally he should be better. He's not really grabbing anybody. He, he, he's just sort of just in the box. I think he should have been on somebody. Um, yeah, he was definitely our worst player, and but um, whatever. Like he, he is. He has been having good performances for us, so we're not going to hold that against him. He's not. You know, I don't think we're going to start vilifying him like we do no. other players on our team, but. Um, I mean, we better not. I, I would. Yeah, I would exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. probably his worst game um, since he's gotten to Spartan. So that's saying a lot, too. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Um, all right. Next player. Uh, Sebastian Quatsch. What do you give him out of 10? Um, I think he was probably our best defender on the day. Uh, so I'll give him a seven. Um, I don't think uh, the second goal, nothing he could do. The first goal, I don't think it was him that was marking, um, but Gunu was it? I think it was um, 
shoot. I think was, oh, it was a Mateo or Bataglia, one of those two. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was Kwatz, but um, yeah, Kwatz was was pretty solid for the faux smart uh, for the for the most part. Um, didn't get a yellow card, which is obviously important because um, I think he would have missed the next match if he had gotten a yellow. No, or they'd already passed. No, uh, yeah, because um, Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Aquino are missing are missing the next game because they got a yellow today. So right. Quattis yeah. have also been on that list. Yeah. So uh, that's probably the best thing I could say is he, he didn't pick up a yellow card. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, but the second half, I mean, I think we were definitely uh, more solid defensively after suffering that second goal. It was, it was just, it was just unlucky really with the Rostovsky. And after that, I think that the defense played a lot better. Um, and I think a major part of that has to go to Quats. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think he was the better of the center backs or partnership or the better of the defense, the defensive line that we had. Um, another usual solid game from Quats. He, he led the line well. Um, you can tell there was on that. There's um there's a certain play where like uh, Diego Dolot sort of gets by everybody and is just running and Quats is just still sort of like commanding everybody else, telling them where they need to be. And, and uh, he did well today as well. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna also give him a seven. Mateo, what do you give Mateo out of ten? Mateo definitely was probably um, not as well as Squats. I'm gonna give him a six. He looked kind of sluggish, man. I, I don't know what it was, but Mateo just didn't. He hasn't looked like the Mateo um, from the beginning of the season. I don't know if it's fatigue. You know, he is a little bit of of an older player, so maybe he's got some tired legs. I know he's had some rest um, recently, but. Uh, it just doesn't look like the Mateo of old. It doesn't look like he's got that control uh, of the back line that that he once had. I don't know. I, I'm just not seeing that old uh, Mateo. I don't know what your thoughts are, but uh, that's my take on him. I I think he's I think he did okay today. Um, he had to cover Cointron quite a bit. Uh, yeah. When Cointron would go on that run, and he would he was kind of solid too. Like it wouldn't really get by him as much, especially Marega. Um, so I think he did well in that in, the, in that department. Um, I see what you're saying. He's not. He hasn't been as as solid defensively as he was in the beginning. I agree with you there. Um, I, I think it is. You know, since he is an older player, you know, he does accumulate fatigue probably faster, and it is probably tired legs. I think I'd be surprised if he plays our Europa League fixture. I know it's almost a week away, but. Uh, I think Pinto's probably going to get that over him, or Pinto might play with Coates. It, it all depends. I mean, right. Pinto might play with Matiu. It all depends on how Coates is doing and all that. But um, I definitely see your point on on Matiu there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm next not player. Gonna, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm no, not no, trying no, no, to no. fault him or anything. I love the guy. I just, I don't know, man. It's just something, something about him. I mean, he's still pretty solid for the most part, but not the Matiu I'm used to to seeing at least commanding the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um, Cointrão, uh, what do you give Cointrão out of ten? Uh, he, he should get a ten for getting the uh, medical team uh, suspended that one. Pl- uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think Cointrão in the beginning of the game, man. Um, I, I think he was doing very well. Uh, getting back. Um, there were a couple of times uh where he had to get the center backs back. I think it was Mateu oftentimes. Uh, he had to go back and help out defending. So I kept going throwing with seven. Um, I felt like um, I wish he could have done a little bit more offensively. I think he he did, you know, for the most part, pretty well defensively. But I think on the offensive part, um, could have done a little bit better um, crossing-wise, uh, longer balls, things like that. But defensively, I, I think he did, he did decent. He, he did well enough. Yeah, I think the first half he did all right uh, offensively. Him and Aquino, like that left hand side was for at least that period where we were kind of controlling the game and, and kind of going at them. That period came from us really going to that left hand side and him and Aquino having good one th- uh, one twos with each other. Um, yeah, but I, agree. I I was expecting a bit more from him today. He the last few games or like his you know the last classical, I think he was one of the best players that we had. Uh, you know, against Porto, he kind of always showed up. Um, he, he's, you know, he's an experienced player. I mean, he played for Real Madrid. He, he played one of the biggest, you know, classicals there are, right? Um, yeah. I was just expecting him 
maybe just a bit more today. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me. Not to fault him. He, he wasn't that bad. I think maybe he could have done better on the first goal. Maybe closing down the the guy crossing in the ball. Who was it? Uh, I think Hector. Yeah. Maybe he could have closed him down a bit better. But um, yeah, he was okay. He wasn't that bad. I, I, I I'll give him a seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh, next, Bataglia. Uh, what do you what did you give Bataglia? Uh, Bataglia was pretty sound, uh, defensively again, didn't pick up any yellows, um, which he's pretty good at doing. Sometimes he makes some clumsy challenges at times, but, uh, yeah. again, I, I give him a six, man. I mean, uh, didn't really find like any area of his game today where I can look back and say like, damn it, you know, why didn't you do this better? Um, so he was decent again, you know, uh, most of the team, you know, didn't really play poor, man. I think we were, unfortunately, we were just unlucky. And, um, I mean, we came up against a very good Porto side. And I think the way that Porto uh, played us defensively was very, very smart on their part. I think um, Sergio Conceição did an amazing job today. I think he got his tactics um, perfect. I really do. Um, And uh, as far as Bataglia, yeah, man, a six. I mean, nothing flashy about the guy. I thought he was pretty sound. Um, other than, I don't know if, it, like I said, I don't know if it was him defending that first goal on uh, Marcano, I forget. Uh, but that that's really that's really it. Yeah, I I think he he could have picked up a yellow. To be honest with you, I thought he he was going to at least at one point. Uh, he was probably warned like a good two, three, four times with the ref and saying like this is the last chance. But yeah, he makes some clumsy challenges. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I think he struggled a bit in the midfield. I think when we pushed him out to the right after, I mean, mind you, Porto wasn't defending all that much at that point or attacking all that much at that point. But yeah. I think when, when they did come on or try to hit us on the counterattack, Bataglia did well there. Um, I even tweeted out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that I wouldn't mind Bataglia right back just because, you know, to help out with the aerial duels. Jarzuz, um, especially at Spartan, he's had a he's had a hard-on for, you know, tall physical uh right backs at least with you know first we had Shalotu and then uh even Pacini this year yeah uh, so clearly he likes that he likes having a taller more physical uh right black to, to really help out on on you know aerial duels and, and just helping out the the center backs defending so maybe maybe possibly I'd had Bataglia there starting the game but again maybe if he does do that he gets criticized for doing that and for inventing and blah 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 right yeah. Um, anyways, I give him, I'll give him a, a six as well. I think in the midfield, he struggled just a bit, but, um, there's per- periods during the game that, that he did well. And not to mention, he saved us from, from suffering a third. Um, William Carvalho, what do you give William? Yeah, William, obviously I thought he was the better, uh, of the two does at the midfield. Um, very good on the counter, uh, was, was this, uh, distributing the ball pretty well. I thought there was one counter attack where he passed it out right to Bruno Fernandes. And yeah. then I don't know, I don't know what happened after that. Cause Bruno Fernandes, you know, kind of ran on the right and he didn't really have any support. It's like no one, no one went running to him. He was just all alone in the corner. It wasn't yeah. really much he could do. Even um, still, I think Williams pass on that one was kind of too weak. I think, but they wasn't like, sort of seen him like limping a bit or, Holding his his like uh, his hamstring, I don't know if he was feeling something or anything like that, but uh, he was running yeah, I man. that play. Yeah, he was running. So um, I, I mean, I give William a seven. Like I said, I think he was definitely um, out of that duo of him and Bataglia. I think William was definitely uh, better. Um, obviously, I think he's obviously got more quality than Bataglia. Um, so yeah, I'll give him a seven, man. Yeah, I agree. I think William did did very well today on on you know. Um, transitioning us from offense to defense whenever he had the ball and he, he he was this is his quality I guess he's the best at it where he can be just cool calm and, and still get past like uh the people trying to to win the ball from him like the the opposing midfield he's he can easily get by them it's really hard to get um the ball off William and he did that very well today so credit to, to William there I agree he gets a seven out of ten I think he he fought hard. He, like you mentioned, he ran a lot. He was there trying to cover back defensively. There was even one play where, uh, towards the end of the game, where Porto were even trying to fucking uh, get on a counter attack, and he just—I don't know if it, if it was a kick or a header right now. I can't remember, but he just—he like he was sort of the last man, but he was towards the halfway mark, 
And yeah. he just jumped and leaped and just cut that shit out of there so that they wouldn't hit us on the break mm-hmm. like that. Right. So, um, yeah, no, he got to 7 out of 10. I was impressed with William. And he was he was captain quality today for sure. Um, yeah. Marcus Jacuinha, what do you give Marcus Jacuinha out of 10? Uh, I was expecting more from him, man. I know in the first half, like you said, him and Cointron were, you know, kind of dictating our offense, you know, on that left side. But mm-hmm. um, I on the last podcast, I had predicted – Acuna to be my man of the match and, you know, to pick up a goal, which obviously didn't happen. Um, you know, Acuna is is the type of player that I think needs space. And I think Porto today, like I said, defensively, they paid us pretty well because they weren't giving us a lot of space on the wings. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of our strength. Um, so Acuna, I mean, he gets a six. I mean, there's there was the way that Porto played this match tactically – um, there wasn't much for us to do out on the wings for him. So, uh, again, uh, just a six for me, nothing flashy from the guy, unfortunately. But I know it's there. I know he can do it. But just today wasn't the day. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. He gets a six for me today. Uh, not only, like you mentioned, the way Porto were, were closing us down, were kind of hindering um, – was hindering Acuna from doing much offensively. But even defensively, like Acuna – um, I praise him because he's one of, you know, he makes us so sound defensively where he's always tracking back. He's always there to help out Queen uh, Trong. Um, yeah. I mean, on Argentina, he plays left back, right? So he's very exactly. solid. He's yeah. very solid defensively. Um, but today he wasn't, he wasn't at his best uh, in that aspect. I don't think he, I can't remember many occasions where he, he was tracking back or where he was helping out. Uh, Quintron having to deal with Merego or the the, the the tracking run. Even Diego de Lot would would you know sometimes even casually push up a bit more and and Acuna wasn't there to accompany him or Acuna wasn't really there to to defend him either. Um, not to say he had a bad game because there was aspects like I mentioned in the first mm-hmm. half at least when we were attacking through that left flank, him and Quintron were working very well and and they were giving us uh, you know an opportunity to score. He even had you know on. on I think a corner or two or even a free kick. He had a few decent crosses in that, that looked dangerous, but um, he definitely wasn't at his best today. I agree with you. I'm going to give him yeah. a six out of ten. Um, next up is Bruno Fernandes. What do you give Bruno Fernandes? Yeah, Bruno Fernandes um, kind of was taking that Jelson role on the right-hand side. Uh, I mean, him and Brian Rees are kind of switching, but I think Brian Rees played more toward, you know, right in on right underneath the striker. Um, and again, there there wasn't much for him to explore. Um, but I love the one thing I love about Bruno Fernandes is his heart, man. I really do. Yeah. Um, he he loves Spartan. Um, he's the type of player that you know is, I guess how I should say it is. He's he's one that deserves to wear the shirt, man, because he's not about himself. He's about the team. And there were times. Uh, he was getting pissed at the referee, man, and for good reason because he wasn't – Porto were stopping us on, like, the counterattacks, and they weren't really getting any yellow cards. And um, I think on the on the, on the the play that Bruno Fernandes did get the yellow, I think there was a foul just on – uh, Just before, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, he was pissed, and he went – and I completely agreed with him. Yeah, um, me I mean – I mean, there wasn't really much for him to do. Like I said, on the flanks, I think Porto played us really, really well. They know that's like our our strength. Our strengths come from, from our wings and Bruno Fernandes. Uh, yeah, he he did well, but I think the whole team offensively just really couldn't get anything going until that second half, until they put in Diego Reyes and then pretty much just parked it um, where we controlled most of the possession of the game until then. But uh yeah probably a seven for me for for lunch yeah i'm gonna agree i'll continue the trend of handing out sevens uh, <laughs> he was uh he was really good today too though he he was probably one of the brighter spots i thought he was gonna have a goal or at least an assist in him today he was distributing the ball very well uh the majority of our attacks were coming from him uh really leading the line or you know pressing us up and um i was very impressed with him today again um uh like you said, he play, he plays with a lot of heart, and that's every single game where he plays with a lot of heart. Um, there there's a f- very little, um, very few performances that I've seen of him where I wasn't impressed or I felt like he could have done better. Maybe one or two this season. He's he's been lights out uh, this entire season, and I'm I'm glad he's so young and we got him for so cheap that 
He's going to be with us for at least another two, three years, I think, at least. Um, Shit, yeah, um, I hope so. I his hope heart, so. man, honestly, he's, he's, he, he can be probably a future captain for, my, for us, uh, taking in that Adelin sort of role. Uh, he's, he's just he's an incredible kid. And, I mean, apparently he grew up a Porto fan, but it didn't, seem that, it didn't look like that today. He was, he was uh, you know, very passionate, I guess, I guess you can say, through his game. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, man, you said everything. I think it's a 7 out of 10 from Mimt as well. Uh, next up is Brian Ruiz. What did you think of Brian Ruiz? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't give him a 10 because we didn't win the game. Uh, so I'll give him a 9. Uh, definitely uh, man of the match, man. Uh, sure. Who had who had, who had predicted this, huh? Brian Ruiz, <laughs> man of the match. I don't think anyone would have predicted that. <laughs> I doubt um, it. Yeah. Uh, the first half, uh, I think it was Marego who hit the post. And then um, it was a whole bunch of craziness happening in the box. And uh, luckily, Brian Rees was there to save the ball right on the end line. I thought it was in at first, but then when I saw the replay, I was like, yes, thank God. He was definitely yeah. there. He got there. Um, and then once Dumbia went down and Rafael Leon came on, um, he actually won the ball at the midfield. And then I think he, he did like a give and go with uh, Bruno Fernandes, which then he led. He gave a, a great through ball to Rafael Leon today. Um, and then Rafael just banged it in and uh, it was beautiful. And then I wish he would have had that corner, man. It, it's so unlucky, so unlucky, so unlucky, so unlucky um, that it hit post. Um, so, yeah, nine for me. I mean, you can't I, I didn't think he was going to really be this good at all whatsoever. Um, so kudos to him. Um, I wish we could see more performance like these from him, like on a consistent basis. Cause it's like once every couple of games. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's my take on Brian Rees. I mean, congrats to him and he, 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 he did very, very well today. Definitely the best player on the pitch. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm, I'm a, you know, big Brian Ruiz critic. Um, I, I, again, I'm going to criticize him. Maybe he didn't help out defensively as much, but then again, if it wasn't for him clearing that ball off the line, it could have been three, one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he should have helped out just a bit more when he was playing on the flank. Um, uh, what can I say? Yeah, he, he was, he was incredible. He was good on the ball. He was distributing the ball. Well, he could have potentially had that goal. Um, you know, it was good work from him too, to, to sort of sneak up on the new, on the near post and, and get that header off. If it was just a few centimeters to the left, or if there was just a bit more wind on, on the day, probably would have been a goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, nine out of ten. He's our man of the match for sure. Um, and then for the, the next one, we'll give it to Dumbia. What did you think of Dumbia's forty minutes? Uh, I wish he would have came out sooner. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'd probably give him the same. Well, I can't give him the same period as Rostovsky, so I'll give him a six. I mean, Dumbia, like I said, that in the first half, you know that that uh, that call that could have been a PK or not a PK. I felt like he could have done more, man. He's got strength on him, so I mean. He could have just used his body um, to get the shot off. I really think he could have gotten a shot off. And, yeah. you know, who knows what might have happened. Um, other than that, I mean, there wasn't really – I know he had a he had another chance, but uh, really, really wasn't much for Dumbia today. Um, and, again, he's one of those players that where does he fit because we keep giving him, you know, these chances, and now he's picked up an injury. Um, and I think, I think Montero was – would have been a better a better option just because like you've said in the in the previous podcast that Montero links up the play better offensively, which yeah. I completely agree with you. Um because Doobie is really all about pace. He doesn't really have any ball control. Um it, it's all pace on on his part and Montero he's got that ball control. Obviously not as pacey, but he's got the ball control and I feel like he's better um in the attack uh, uh positioning himself in the attack than Doobie is uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give Doombie a, a a six. I'm gonna give him a five, and it's only because um, I think he was just as bad as Ristovsky. I think this was the perfect game for Doombia, and and Dumbia, he's if he wasn't a striker, I don't think we'd be complaining as much because he does well off the ball to to sort of make the runs in and behind the defenders, and he's he even did that today. But my problem is, is when he gets face to face with goal. He doesn't know how to finish. And how can you be a striker but don't know how to finish? It's like he gets lost. Exactly. There's I... there's the one play on the 20th minute, I think it was, 
where uh, I can't remember who, I think it's Bruno Fernandes sort of sends him through on the right. Yeah. And instead of chipping Casillas, he kicks it right at him. Yeah. Like, yeah, that I don't, was the I don't, that I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's, and it's not the first time where he, he's able to chip a guy and he just shoots at him, mm-hmm. which is, which is just confusing to me. Like, how can you be a striker and an experienced striker at that? Let's not forget he was bought by Roma. He had a few incredible seasons at CSK Moscow last season. He was incredible for, uh, for Basel. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what happened to him that this season he just simply can't finish. Um, I think he could have he could have easily gotten that goal. A, a good striker with his ability for pace would easily chip that goal. Would chip uh, Casillas. Casillas was basically all on the floor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even needed to be a high chip. Uh, I think he could have done he could have done better when he was on. Um, and then, luckily, in the 40th well, luckily or unluckily depends on how you look at it. But then, in the 40th yeah. minute, uh, Rafael Leão subs on. And what did you think of Rafa Rafael Leão? Uh, I loved it, man. Um, I love the kid. Um, I really do. I think he's going to be a great, great player. I just hope we hang on to him because there's, like I've said in the last podcast, there's whispers of Pep Guardiola is looking into purchasing him this summer. Apparently, they're offering $45 million, which I think hits his release clause because I think yeah. it's at $45 million right now. So hopefully, we, first off, we renew this kid. We give him a new contract. Um, and I hope to see more of him um, in the future. Definitely, especially if Boss Doss is out, but even if Boss Doss is in, maybe even playing behind Doss um, as the center forward. Um, I mean, what can you say? The kid comes in to argue, uh, arguably, obviously, the biggest match of the season, and his first touch is is a goal. Um, yeah. I mean, 18 years old, scoring your first goal at the Dragon, and in a moment like that, I mean, kudos to him. Um, I know in the second half, you know, he had that chance, which I, I thought it was going to go in. I think I think he rushed it. I really think he rushed a little bit because uh, I think he had time. But, again, that's going to come with more in-game experience, more playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's only going to get better, man. Um, I'm going to give him an eight. Um, he He's definitely – I think we were definitely better offensively than as if, if Dumbia would have stayed um, all game. So kudos to Rafael Leal, man. He's He's the real deal. And I hope uh, for, you know, since we pretty much don't really have anything to play for in the league other than second place now. And I feel like we need to concentrate more on the Europa League now since, you know, that's uh, that's a big tournament we can win. So we can rotate more players out throughout the league to win that. Um, I hope to see a lot more of Rafael Leal moving forward. Yeah, I agree. But his his run... Uh, just to get in front of uh, Marcano and sort of battle him off physically. Um, you don't see 18-year-olds doing that every day. Uh, no. An impressive, impressive. Had a bit more experience. He buries the better the occasion or if he, he, he did differently and, and he just ended up and he didn't have to. None of the, I wouldn't pay these things happen to to the eighteen year old just starting off his career. I hope to see him uh, more too now that the other war was now uh to get in, in the league. Um but I guess we'll hear. Uh, Um, before we get into that, so I, I, I'm saying and explaining that he was early, like nervous and Marcano that he said he would get, if that was exactly the word he wanted to use, but he's scared, scared after a few opportunities of, of not going through. So I, uh, last podcast, we said Rafael Leon started, um, but the kid, uh, yeah, you rate JJ. Uh, JJ, I mean, 
the only thing I would have done differently uh, from the start of the game is probably start Montero on top, up top or even Rafael Leao instead of Dumbia. Um, I mean, the rest, I mean, you know, we were without Jelson, which obviously is a huge, huge blow. We're without Piccini, uh, which you, you felt you felt the uh, the presence of, of, Piccini, of Piccini not playing today. Um, I, the only thing I – the only, I guess, one thing – um, about JJ today was uh, bringing bringing on Montero uh, when he did. I think Montero should have came in um, a lot earlier. Uh, I would have probably put him in in like the I don't know maybe five five to like ten minutes before he came on, um, just because you know you're down two one. You this is the game of the game of the season. It's 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 make or break. So you I mean you gotta. You got to kind of put all your marbles in, I guess you can say. And I just felt like uh, Montero, Montero, had he had more time, I mean, you saw what he, he came in and, you know, he got a chance right away. So who knows, you know, what would have happened if he if he came on earlier and got a little bit more playing time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Jay, as far as the tactics, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give the guy an eight. I mean, um, that that's really my my only thing. Uh, I know you. You would have probably liked to see Brun Cesar come on instead of like Ruben Ribeiro, uh, which I agree with you because I don't think Ruben Ribeiro, although he didn't have like a, a terrible game today, but he also didn't really have a good game. He was just kind of there. Um, I don't think he's a player fit for Spartan. I think we've all kind of figured that one out. Um, so I think Brun Cesar definitely, um, especially I think Brun Cesar's definitely got a nicer cross and a nicer shot than Ruben Ribeiro. Um, so that would have been my only thing, man, um, as, as far as JJ goes. So I, I give him an eight. He's also been. What was that? You broke up. I was saying I think Bruno says I more today. Yeah, you're, you're still breaking up, boss. Danny, you there? I keep cutting off. Yeah, you keep cutting off, my man. Like this. Uh, now, go back to what were you saying, buddy? All right, there you go. I can hear you now. Um, no, I was saying yeah, you were cutting off, but that I gave uh, JJ and Nate tactically, and then I didn't hear what you said after that. Oh, uh, so I like I was I was just mentioning on the the Ruben Libedu thing and the Bruno Cesar. I just also think Bruno Cesar just has a bit more of an eye for goal, and mm-hmm. uh, we could have used that a lot today. Um, I'll give JJ also an eight. I mean, in hindsight, we can say maybe he should have started Bataglia, but. That's seeing what Stefan, I mean, Bataglia right back, and that's just seeing Stefan Listovsky, what he performed at least today. Um, I think it'd be harsh to really hold that against JJ. Um, now, I, I sort of asked this question to sort of just bring this into a next topic. Um, I see a lot of people uh, complaining about JJ, fed up with JJ. Um, I know you're not his biggest fan, but you also aren't his biggest critic or hater. Uh, what do you think of JJ? Do you think at the end of the season, time is up? Do you think it still depends on what we do in Europa and Tasa Portugal? Or what, how do you see this whole JJ thing? Do you think we should give him at least one more year? What do you think? Uh, this is tough. Um, I See, I have a love-hate relationship uh, with JJ, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but this is – I also kind of have a little speech – uh, for us Spartan fans that I've kind of been I had a couple hours to think after the game and um, so here it is when Bruno awesome. Carvalho uh, first took this this job as presidency I believe it was 2013 it was five years ago right yep and yep. I think that that was the year where we finished seventh place right yeah. seventh or sixth yep. or whatever yep. right seventh, all right yeah. And, and yeah and at that time Spartan were pretty much bankrupt really uh didn't have any money mm-hmm. uh weren't selling players um 
didn't have all these teams going on, you know, as far as like uh, outside of soccer, the the movie we dodge probably didn't say that right, but you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got a good <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think us Spartan fans were we're so close we can taste it. I guess you can say, and I know it's it's frustrating as hell. Um, because we are so close and, and we see the team from when Brun Carvalho took over to what it is today. I mean, look at the the player sales that we're doing and look at some of these quality players that we're bringing in. Not, not all of them are quality, but um, I think for the most part, we, we've been doing pretty well. Um, and I think there just needs to be a little bit more patience, as hard as that is to say, because it's been so long since we won the league. But let's not forget at how – hard things were five years ago it's not you know a turnaround doesn't take it takes time is what i'm trying to say it's not something that's going to get fixed overnight and if brun carvalho decides that jj is the coach for next year then i'm gonna i'm gonna trust i'm gonna trust him um because he's done everything in his willpower um, to make Spartan competitive again. I know we're not where we want to be, obviously, as fans, but the fact that we're competing, the fact that we're in, in Europe, the fact that we still have a chance to win the Tasa, which if we win, we'll play for the Super Tasa next year. I mean, yeah. th- these are positives, you know, and five years ago, we were in seventh place. We had no money. We had barely had players, man. Um, so just to see the turnaround from there to today, um, as I've often said, trust the process, guys. Trust the process. Um, at the end of the day, we, we still all love this club, and I, I just think it's because, you know, we've we've seen such a a pretty well, you know, turnaround since Bruno Carvalho took over. We're we're kind of getting a little impatient, I guess you can say, because we're we all just want to win the damn league, obviously. Um, and I think we will. Yeah. I definitely think under his presidency. We're going to win the league at some point. Let's not forget also, you know, how corrupt this league is. Okay, let's not forget about that because that we all mm-hmm. know how how big that plays a part. So when you're going up against corruption, it's it's pretty hard to win. Um, so man, just trust the process. And as far as JJ, I mean, here's the thing: if JJ leaves, who's going to come in? What are our options? Um, if we're going for a Portuguese coach, who's out there? Uh, the one, the biggest one that crosses my mind, it's uh, uh, Carlos over at Swansea. But is he going to leave Swansea? I mean, he's doing so well there. Um, would he want to leave, you know, a, a, a great league to, to come and coach Spartan? I don't know. Um, if we go for a foreign coach, uh, you know, is it, that the – It's hit and miss with those. Exactly. It's always hit and miss with those. So I think I think what needs to happen, okay, if JJ stays, fine. But I think JJ needs to stop being so damn hard headed. Um, he needs to. St- I think next year we need to get rid of players like Brian Ruiz. I think it's. I know he had a tremendous game today, but like I said, one game doesn't determine how well you've been all season. Um, cause he's been more down than he has been up. Um, Dumbia, I don't think should have a place in this team either. Um, Brun Sazer, I, I think, I think it's time for the Juan Pelinias. I think it's time for the Wendells. I think it's time for the Francisco uh, Geraldo. It's time to give these players a chance. Uh, Ruben Ribeiro, again, not a player that should be on this squad. So we do need to turn over our squad a little bit. Um, I wouldn't go too crazy on the signings this summer because we, we have brought a lot of players in and we also have, you know, some pretty good loan players that are out. Um, I would love to see Francisco Geraldo get a chance. I would love to even see Ryan Gold get a chance. Um, he was supposed to be uh, uh, a player that had a lot of potential, um, even if it's just, you know, I think uh, he should stay should stay at Sparty next year, even if it's just on the bench. Um, learning, training with the, with the first team guys, um, maybe playing a, in a couple of uh, Spartan B matches. But I mean, those are just players that I look at that should be given a chance over some of the players that are here on this squad. Um, so I'm 50 50 with uh, as far as JJ. But my biggest thing is if JJ leaves, who the hell is going to replace him? I don't think there's anyone out there with the resume that that he has. So there just needs to be 
an element of trust. If Bruno Carvalho decides to get rid of him, fine, I trust him. If he decides to keep him, fine, I trust him. I trust I trust this president. Um, so I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with the flow. I'll go with what he goes, and I honestly think he's going to make the decision that's gonna that's gonna benefit everybody um, in the end. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, good speech, bro. Uh, <laughs> I I agree with you 100 percent there. Um, just to add on to that, on who, who would we get? Because that, I think that's one of my biggest arguments on why we should, one of them on why we should keep JJ is, um, I would only give them up for two, one, really one choice. Carlos mm-hmm. Carvajal, I don't mind him. Yeah. Um, I do I like him a lot. And I, he, you know, you know, he has, I think most Spartanguistas do like him. It's just, he's been here before and yeah. it didn't really amount to much. Uh, so whether, you know, we'd want to see him again or not. We'll see if if Paulo. I, I know it's tough because he is in a he is in a league where he's probably the favorite to win it every year, and he also now he's doing a, a fantastic campaign in the Champions League with with Shakhtar Donetsk. I think if Paulo Fonseca becomes available, um, I think we should maybe contact that you know contact Paulo Fonseca. I know he didn't have the greatest season at Porto, but I also think he was very um, harshly done by at, at, at Porto when he was there. He didn't have he, he definitely didn't have the team Conceição. Yeah. He didn't definitely doesn't have the team Conceição had now. Or I think most of the players, if I remember correctly, most of the players that he did have were aging. I can't remember if he had João Moutinho at the time, but he had uh, you know João Moutinho that wasn't as best anymore. He had sort of a, 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 um, a Jackson Martinez who was still banging in the goals, but not the same Jackson Martinez as before. If I'm not mistaken, I could be having this timeline a bit wrong. I just don't think he was he was giving a fair a fair run at, at Porto. And then my other thing with defending JJ is, is we got to, you know, Spartan need a bit of, bit of stability. Uh, JJ isn't a terrible, JJ is a good enough coach that uh, even if, well, we will, but even if we, I mean, we have one, but uh, we've won the toss of the league at least, but even if we don't end up winning the league under him, his, his stability in the team will be very important because even though he's not doing it as much as maybe we'd like, he's still bleeding in young talent to the team. He's still having a look at, at, at our academy and still, um, you know, take players up, uh, aside and, and having them coach, like train with us the way he was doing with Rafael Leon for the last three months. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still a very, a very good coach where, um, I mean, probably one of the better Portuguese coaches out there, at least right now, where, you know, that stability for, for Sporting will, will help us. Let's not forget, you know, most of the time we have a, a year or a year and a half of the coach and he gets sacked. Uh, that season where we came seventh, we had fucking, we had possibly three or four coaches in Sapinto, Frankie Vertin, Joao Ferreira. You know, we had so many coaches that having this bit of stability will help. And uh, like I mentioned, we put, up, we put up with Paulo Bento for four years, four years in like three, four months. You're yeah. telling me you're already sick of JJ after three years, but we put up with Paulo, Paulo Bento for how long? Yeah. Uh, and Paulo Bento had a similar situation where his first season, uh, he did very well in Sporting, and then he was sort of going off that. Jorzuj is sort of stayed consistent. I mean, that first season was incredible, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, and, and last season wasn't what we wanted it to be, but there were still positives of last season. There was still a lot of, a lot of, you know, attack ended football this year a bit more pragmatic, but at least we're we're adapting his philosophy well. This is our second loss domestically. It, it's not all I know it's eight points, but in a normal season where Porto ends up dropping points here or there, where Benfica drop points here or there, uh, we wouldn't be out of it by now. You know what I mean? We'd still be fighting for the title. Um, it's these last few years where you know, Benfica or Porto and even Spartan don't drop as much points to the little to the smaller teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not forget again, first season he was here, 86 points. He matched Mourinho uh the the most amount of points when with when Mourinho was coach of Porto a few years back. In a normal season, 86 points gets you the title. Yeah, I wonder what that happened was in a normal season. <laughs> that wasn't a normal yeah. season, and we know that. The same yep. with the, I mean, this year you can see it. Porto might get more than eighty-six points this season as well. It's it's not looking like a normal season, and and I'm not even talking corruption or not corruption. I'm just saying in 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 terms of of big teams typically dropping points to the littler team or to smaller teams. 
it's not been a normal season in that regard. You know, Porto would have normally lost by now at least one game, mm -hmm. um, and they haven't. So, you know, that's either credit to them or, you know, other things, but I don't want to get into it too much. Right. Um, right. Uh, before I just get into – I guess there's, I'll just get into this question from, uh, from Fonseca at large on Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. Uh, we sort of mentioned it, but I guess we'll briefly bring it up. He says, uh, one topic you should uh, for your podcast, should this be the last time Dumbia sees minutes for Sporting? What do you think, Bruno? Uh, if everyone can stay injury-free, then yeah. But uh, as we can see, we've, we've been picking up a lot of injuries uh, in the striker yeah. position. Um, but no, I think he's definitely at the end of the rotation. I would probably have Dost, neither Rafael Leon or Montero, but I definitely want to see Rafael Leon. Um, nothing against Montero. I think Montero is a, is a fine player. Um, uh, but I, I just want to, I think it's time to start building Rafael Leon for the future because I think he's a hell of a talent. Um, and I think it's, it would be a shame for him to be on the bench. Um, and I think Montero, Montero definitely over Dubia. Um, so I think Dubia is, if everyone stays injury free, I think it's probably one of the last times we'll see him up there unless JJ decides to be hard headed again. Which can happen. It won't surprise us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I've been saying to bench Dumbia since December. I just want to yeah. make that clear. For a <laughs> long time now, I've been saying Dumbia is not good enough. And yeah. I, it's just a shame that I don't think Jorge clearly doesn't see Montero as that, as that striker up front, which is a shame because <laughs> I think that's, that's Montero's best position. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if not, if not Montero, if Dost is still out, if not Montero, then for sure I want to see Rafael Leon up front and, and doing his thing, getting some minutes under his belt. And, you know, I was very impressed with him. He was doing well. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else you wanted to add about this game at all? Uh, any commentary, any comments you may have forgotten to mention or anything like that, Blue? Uh, no, man. The only thing I guess we have uh, to look for, to look forward to is the Europa League. Um, yeah. we, we have a pretty good, uh, matchup and now I think we can pretty much go all in. There's no need to rotate players. I think the Europa league kind of become our new weekends. Um, you know, Thursday nights are probably the most important, important days now for us moving forward. Um, I would love to see us reach the finals. Um, I think other than, I think the, the biggest teams in that competition, uh, Dortmund, obviously they, I don't think they've lost a game since the new year. No. Um, Atletico, you know, uh, Atletico have looked really, really strong as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Leipzig. I mean, it's another team. Uh, they have a they have a very good midfield. Um, yeah. Zen Zenit too, man. Um, so there there, there are some couple of teams there. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think Spartan, You know, if you look at the performances that against Juve against Barcelona, I mean, we hung in there. I don't think we'll lose a five zero. Um, no. so I, I think, I think, I think we have a really, really good shot of, if JJ plays, plays his cards right to reach the finals. And if we win it, man, that's an automatic champions league spot for next year. Um, which is going to be important because now we got to get second place. And even if we get second, we're going to have to qualify. So all in for the Europa league. And I would love to win the Tassas Portugal too, man. It's, uh, other than the league, it's probably the, the second best, uh, trophy you can win in Portugal in my eyes. Um, and then if we win that, you know, we'll have a super Tassa to play for. So, you know, as long as we're in these competitions and as long as we're winning something, I know it, I know it's not the league like every fan wants to. Uh, but as long as we're winning trophies, man, I mean, there's nothing wrong with winning trophies, right? Like no one's going to be mad that we win, uh, that we win another Tassa Portugal or no, I'm pretty sure no one's going to be mad if we win the freaking Europa League. I mean, that's a prestigious cup, no. I, th I think, in today's, yeah. in today's soccer. So. Um, it, it, today, what today was tough for us, no doubt, because the dream, the dream kind of came crashing down. Um, but you know, like I said, trust the process. I think Brun Carvalho is doing a phenomenal job. I think he, we, you obviously see the differences between his presidency and other presidents. Um, and you know, his heart is in the club. Um, I mean, just look at him celebrating with fans, walking to the games with the fans. I mean, come on. I wish I was in Portugal for that, yeah. walking walking right behind that man. Um, so it sucks. It's tough, guys. It's tough. But, you know, we, we all love Spartan, and that's what makes us so great, too. 
Um, we haven't won a league in 16 years, but we still pack our stadium. Um, we're yep. not we're not fair weather fans. You know, we're, we don't show up just when we're winning. We show up no matter what because we love the club. It's not like other clubs in, in Portugal where they're not winning. Um, they don't show up. And if you don't believe me, just look at the attendances from when Porto didn't win the league. Their attendance rate dropped, yep. dropped. Our rate is always up there, man. So kudos to us fans. Um, and just just keep believing, keep loving, man. And um, that's what makes Spartan so great at, at the end of the day. Um, so, hey guys, uh, the league probably not this year, but I know we're probably tired of saying next year, but next year, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's though I, I think Europa League is a big ask. I agree with you 100%. We should go for it, we should go all out, see what happens. And Tasa Portugal, we should definitely go out, get, get our revenge on, on Porto for sure, uh, and, and hopefully, you know, beat them at home. Uh, quickly predict uh, this Thursday, Sporting against Victoria Plzen from uh, Czech Republic. What do you think the score is going to be? We're playing at home, don't forget. We're playing at home. Uh, yeah, I think, yo, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I really do. Mm. Um, I, I say at least three zero, at least. So I'm predicting that we score at least three. I hope so, uh, mainly because. Um, you know, it'll be the response that we need after you know exactly. a bit of demoralizing loss. Even though you know we gave a we gave a good fight, um, I'm gonna say two nothing. I mean, if Partizan can score against them, I think we can score against them. Yeah, um, sure. they the had a is, decent Europa League. Go ahead. They they had a decent Europa. Uh, I don't I don't. The, uh, this is the best. This is the best possible outcome we could have had because yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. Because going forward, they, they didn't. Face. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I said going forward, we're we're probably not going to get an easier team after this. I think we're going to get we're going to get sure. put on with a good team. So, yeah, yeah. I'm. Ex- yeah, I mean, we, they're still like Leon. Uh, you mentioned Zenit. Marseille did decent against Braga, or at least the first half. Uh, See, but we could be. We could Moscow. Be. See, that's another team I think we could beat. I think we could beat Moscow. I think we would beat Marseille. Lyon would be a challenge. Against, we've been very unlucky against CSK Moscow throughout the years. So I want. Yeah. I would love to beat them. I would love to beat them in the finals to get a revenge. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, I don't you know. think there's any and then, way of course, they make... Milan, yeah. the AC Milan Arsenal game. Whoever wins that will be a tough, tough game too. Uh, if we end up picking any of those up, if we end up going through, but yeah. I agree with you. Two nothing, Sparting at Victoria Plaza. You say three nothing. As yeah, long as we get the clean sheet, I hope I hope the team responds well after this good fight. It has to be mentioned. I'm not, you know, I'm pretty sure we said it earlier, but it was a good fight against Porto. But uh, we just ended up coming short. Yeah, um, we, we were close. We could have won it. Those those two goals at the yeah. end that we could have had. So for sure, exactly. Um. Yeah, that's uh, uh, anything. Anything you missed out on? You think anything you want to get off your chest, Bruno? Uh, other than I love this freaking club. <laughs> no matter how many times I guess I get let down or get depressed, at the end of the day, one hundred percent Spartanista. Like I said, I love this club. I will always continue to love this club. If I was in Portugal, I would be at the freaking Stadio José Alvalad every other Sunday, every Thursday. Um, it sucks that we're here um, across the yeah. Atlantic Ocean so far away. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that's it. I just I just love Spartan, and I know today was a tough day for Spartan fans. Hang in there, guys. I'm telling you, our day is coming. 100%. We'll, we'll clue you in with all the moodalidades that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I'm not too sure when the next podcast will be, but it will either be after prison game or after the game against um, uh, who's our next game? The game against Shavs on Sunday. So we might have it on on either Friday or Monday. Uh, not hundred percent sure. We'll let you know later. Twitter, of course, is at Sparting One Sixty En. Yeah, Viva Sporting. Hopefully, next podcast, Steph will come back. I'm not too sure where Steph went, but uh, yeah, hopefully he's we find okay. Him. I hope nothing- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope nothing's wrong with them. Uh, from me, Bruno. And then also from our team, from Steph, uh, Bruno Brito, and, and Sam Fonseca, we hope you guys enjoyed our show. We hope you guys have a 
wonderful rest of your weekend. I hope Spartan doesn't bring you down too, too much. And, uh, yeah, ciao, everybody. Viva Sporting Clube Portugal, caralho. Amen. <laughs>